Go. We're recording. <laughs> so now we are really recording. We really are. So welcome back to Authentic Sales with me and Mike. Um, it's been a bit of, I mean, it's been a while since we've been on and touched base and kind of checked in with each other, even though we're still doing this Living Authentically Challenge. And um, our Living Authentically Challenge for a group of people started yesterday. How's yeah, it going? That, that's cool. That's super cool. Yeah. yeah. How are you? How's life? You know, it's life, you know, just trying to, uh, it's like, it's like working through life, like working through this challenge, you know, and dig in each day. Right. I think, um, how long, when did we start this challenge? I mean, we've been doing this over more than 21 days for sure. I think we started at the beginning of April. So it's maybe been a month that we've been doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, well, um, I think that's okay, right? Do you? I mean, I mean, what do you think? Because I think, you know, I know we've talked about this a couple of times, but I think it's okay. I mean, it's a 21-day challenge. And like, yeah, try to try to bust through this thing in 21 days. But I know for me, like, sometimes it's taken a day or two to like really think through that day, you know, yeah. or write something and come back to it the next day and be like, okay, let me reread this. And, you know, because this, is this right? And do anything else I want to add and, you know, just kind of process it a little bit. Absolutely. Reflect on what it, I, I guess. What's the, what's the biggest shift that's happened for you so far? I think the biggest shift that's happened with me so far is like, really taking things that go on and be and, and asking myself really like is this is this something that i need right now does it match my needs for right now is it what i need right now is it um does it match kind of like my value structure where my needs are right now it's really made me take a deep dive into where I sit right now in terms of stability. Well, one, defining what that means, trying to define what that means is stability and where, where do I sit in terms of, that's a big one for me. And it's one of the things that kind of resurfaced over and over and over again was this idea of stability kind of made me think about what, how do I quantify that? And then if I can quantify it, where do I sit now relative to that? You know, how far am I away? Um, which kind of creates some level of panic at points. Because you're like, whoa, maybe I'm not as close as I thought I was. And what do I need to do to get on track? Right. And then like, and then the other cool thing about that is like you ask yourself, what do you need to do to get on track? So there are these questions that start to come up and now you have something to measure against, right? Okay. Does does this solution match my values, right? Or am I just grasping at things out of desperation or am I now making decisions that match my value structure? I, and that is authenticity. There you go. So we're on our way. Like, I'm on my way. 
it's a work in progress for sure. It's a work in progress for sure. I mean, I can't even begin to comprehend how much has changed over the last 30 days. I mean, all like around, when, right? When I, I actually, I mean, you know, some, some shit went down that I'm not going to talk about, but, um, you know, over the weekend, I went back to the first episode that we recorded where I was like, oh my God, I'm going to set my life on fire for the experience of being alive. And the universe was listening because it 100% decided that that is exactly what was going to happen. And I was going to be super uncomfortable and shoot me into a, a space that is so unfamiliar and that challenges everything that I thought was my security and my stability and my sense of safety. And I'm sitting without that right now, like very little stability, very little security, very little sense of safety, but I've never felt more free. It's funny because the thing that's up that jumped into my head as you're talking about this, I'm like, yeah, but you're 100% free, which is a theme that popped up quite a bit over our recordings is this idea of freedom. Yeah, totally. And it's, it's just so interesting. It's so interesting how much has shifted and changed and how this illusion of safety and security being, it being external has been highlighted to me. Right. And, um, that really that stability and that security and that safety sits inside of me. Yeah. Um, and as long as I am in an authentic place, Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's as getting long there. as I do the right thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so it's been, it's a ride. I mean, it's a shit show, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like, like that's what happens, you know, is, I mean, there's so many analogies, right? But. Sometimes things need to burn down a quit a bit for other things to grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, I mean, not to like get all spiritual and stuff here, but um, I do believe in something greater out there, you know, uh, or the universe or whatever people want to call it. To me, it's the universe. And that um, as soon as I start aligning with myself, in, in this powerful, authentic way, then things start happening. Um, and I don't always know the best way, although I will push and control and fight. But once I let go, the things that happen, they are quite beautiful and way better than I could ever have imagined or expected. Yeah. And that's what's happening through this challenge for me in a, in a big way. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Anyway, so I think last time we left off on day 12, right? Yeah, I think and we day... did 11, well, if... didn't do 12. Okay, so day 12 um, starts with a quote that says, it takes courage to grow up and become who you really are. Mm. And that's E. Cummings. Um, do you want to start off here? With courage? Yeah, so, the, yeah. What it's, so let's look at this because then the prompt was, um, sorry. Take some time to reflect on a time when you had to summon the courage to be yourself. <clears throat> Maybe it was a moment when you had to stand up for your beliefs or values, even if it meant going against the norm. Or perhaps it was a time when you had to make a difficult decision that aligned with your true self 
even if it was unpopular or challenging. And I do have one. I mean, there are probably a million, right? Not a million, but there's probably a lot of times in your life where, where you had to do that. But I do have one that was it was interesting because this question goes on to say, um, sorry, and then I'll talk about it. But Okay. Think about um, how it felt to show up as your authentic self in that moment. Did you feel empowered, liberated, or relieved? I do have one that stands out because it was a life-changing decision. Um, I won't go into the details because I don't know that it's, it involves other people, so I don't think it needs to be put out in detail on a podcast. But I will say that it was a time in my life where I had to make this decision that was true to myself. And when I think about the kind of, it took a lot of courage, a lot of courage. And when I think about the acute, the, the, the short-term immediate feelings associated with it, it wasn't positive. You know, like it just wasn't positive because it involved other people, a lot of other people, involved people who are very close to me. It made me wonder what, what the impact of this decision was going to be on other people. So it was a very, you know, we talk about, did you feel relieved? And like, I don't know, maybe, but not enough to outweigh the negative feelings that were associated with it, which is interesting, right? Because I talk about this in another day, but maybe that's the problem too, is like this, we have to always qualify something as negative or positive, not just the experience in itself. Because it wasn't negative or positive. It was just something that I had to do, right? And those feelings and perceptions of the event itself changed over time. So I'd say this idea of like, hey, was it something that, you know, you felt empowered with or liberated with? Like maybe, maybe over time there was some of that. But Regardless of all of that positive or negative experience, the experience was something that I felt like I had to do. Right. So I, you know, so I don't, it's hard, it's hard to, to, to kind of figure out where I'm going with, with it because, because we, we just so badly want to qualify something as right or wrong, good or bad. And I have to just think like sometimes it just is like, it just is, it's just something that I had to do, you know, for me. And I think if it's for me, then, it, then, then if it's something that was true to me, then it was probably the right thing to do. Right. You know, um, if we had to qualify it that way, but it was, regardless of that, it was like, it was just, yeah, it was something I had to do. And, um, It really made me think about it, though, you know, because I, I you, we, we can't help but just try to to have like the good versus evil, the right versus wrong, 
the positive versus negative with everything, everything we do, everything is. we do goes, you know, and it's like, well, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if it was positive or negative. Like, I, I don't know. I just know that I felt like it's what I needed to do. I love that. I've had times like that in my life as well, you know? I mean, if I think about leaving my husband and we were just bad for each other, you know? I mean, whatever happened there, like we are such good friends now, but in a relationship, we were a disaster. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, the courage to walk away from that was really freaking hard. And I, you know, it's, it's neither good or bad. I mean, I think it's worked out for the best, but, um, courage is definitely one of the things that, um, that I have a lot of actually, I am one of the most courageous people I know. <laughs> Yeah. Honestly, no. I mean, and I'm not like sounding egotistical or anything, but courage is no, something you shouldn't I got. worry about. That's, I'm like, huh? Isn't it interesting that, and I do the same thing, and, and maybe we've talked about this too, but like we get so concerned with like giving ourselves some amount of praise and stuff. Like, totally. it might sound so egotistical. Like, no, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to like think you're courageous. <laughs> Or know you're courageous, not even think, you know? Uh, totally. Yeah, I have no problem with courage. I do difficult things all the time. I think courage for me is harder when it's the everyday little things where I need to stand up for myself and I need to put myself first. And I don't mean in a self-centered way. I just mean in like a self-loving, self-care way, like real authentic courage to be who I am and do what I need to do and not worry that I'm going to disappoint the people around me. Hmm. How do you, how do you, how do you think people can become more courageous? How do you become more courageous? What helps with courage? And when I thought about that, like to me, well, let me hear yours. What do you think? I, I you know, the, the big thing was this value exercise. Like, does this align with my values? Yes or no? Um, no, I'm, then I'm going to change it. Yeah. And I'm not going to think about it and I'm not going to, you know what I mean? And here's the big thing. Okay. I don't ever want to harm somebody else. Like I don't ever want to, and I will always disappoint people, but I don't want to harm them. Right. Yeah. So yeah. being courageous means I stay true to my values and act in accordance with this for the highest and the greatest good. And mm -hmm. every decision I make going on from there is based in that. Yeah. And no matter if somebody else is hurt or upset, I know that I was true to myself. What they're feeling is not my responsibility. Nah. And it's, it's not that I'm being heartless. It just means that I'm being true to myself Yeah. in the best way possible. Well, yeah, because there's a difference in like deliberately going out to hurt somebody. And then it just yes. being a result of you doing what's best for you. Right. And it's like, yeah. you know. And there's, and there's empathy. There's empathy with that too. It's like, well, you know, obviously it's not what I went out to do, like, but if that, if the perception from the other person is hurt, yeah, there's, there's that to some extent, there's no, you're not responsible for that in terms of, you know, you're just responsible for what you're doing for yourself. And that's kind of what I kind of put that because courage has so many different, so many different ways to be courageous, right? Like I think about, you know, I spent years of my life speaking in front of 
pretty large groups of people, maybe not massive groups of people, you know, 50, 60, 40 people at a time every weekend. Yeah. And only years before that, I would drop out of college classes that required me to do public speaking because I was terrified, terrified. And that's big. Yeah. So, you know, and, and my point of this is like, how did I become more courageous? Well, it's through preparation. So you think about even something like what we're doing now, like how do you be more courageous in standing up for yourself? Well, these this work, this preparation, like if you understand your values, and you understand your beliefs, and you know you have a a, a better understanding of of yourself and your boundaries and all those things. That's preparation. That is now preparing you to be more courageous to stick up for yourself and make decisions based off of that stuff every single day. Right? I think I think it goes the same way. You're preparing for a presentation, you know, that you're terrified for. Like the more you prepare, the more courageous you're gonna be, the better you're gonna do at it, right? The better you're gonna feel about stepping on that stage and standing in front of people and giving that information. And you want to be able to stand up on your stage every single day and, you know, be ready to present yourself in front of everybody and, and stick up for yourself. Well, there needs some level of preparation. I love that. I think that I think it's the same thing. I mean, I think it I think that's why this stuff helps so much. It's like, well, if I know what I'm standing up for. Right. It's these five things that we talked about, these five values. And this is what I'm standing up for. Then I'm, and I know that this is what I want out of my life. Well, then I, I can, I, I'm now better prepared to be courageous to really stand up for those things. I don't know. I think there's definitely some kind that. of relationship there. No, it's great. I mean, and always coming back to the twelve steps because obviously that's the thing that I love most. Um, the you know courage isn't the absence of fear it's feeling mm. fear but doing it anyway that's courage and so yeah. it's not that you face a situation that you're petrified of and or you know courage doesn't mean that there's no fear it means that there is probably a ton of fear but you're no, gonna absence do it. of fear is like you're a maniac you know you're you're destructive it's like self-destructive when you don't have any fear like you're not gonna make it that far in life Absolutely. And then Brené Brown also says you can choose courage or you can choose comfort, but you cannot choose both. Mm. And that's it, right? I mean, the comfort of staying where you are, staying stuck, not living according to your values, like that comfort, that saying shit stinks, but it's warm because we stay so stuck in the same places that we just know because it's familiar. But yeah. you know, if we but want to grow so, yeah. Yeah. and expand and be the very best versions of ourselves and reach our dreams and our goals like we're gonna have to be courageous in that otherwise Wild it's toxic courageous. otherwise it's toxic right like there's some level of toxicity in just being comfortable because that's where all the complaining happens and the negativity right like you're in this comfortable space but you're not really happy with where you are you're you know you're you want to grow, you want to improve, you want to do better things, but that part's scary. There's fear there. That requires courage. Yeah. And you're just not ready to do it, right? 
you know, maybe you haven't put in the preparation, you're not ready to do it. So you sit there and you just complain and it just festers and gets worse, you know, like it's, it's such, and then you lie on your deathbed at the age of 93 and you're like, what the fuck did I do with my life? Yeah, I wish I would have done this, you know. Because I chose to play small. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't want to choose to play small anymore. Super interesting, yeah. I'm too tall anyway to do that. <laughs> Average height, but uh, not small. <laughs> We're the same height. Anyway, um, no, I think you're a bit taller than me, but this morning I was like, I was walking out the gate and I was like, I am so tall. And I always like, <laughs> just some random information. And I always like slouched, like be, be like shorter so that other people don't feel too short next to me. And I was like, fuck, like, this is such a theme throughout my life. Like, what the heck? Like, I'm going to stand up and own the space because that's what I'm here to do is own the space that I have. You watch Ted Lasso? No. Is he also tall? No, no, no. But the owner of the the soccer football team um, that he coaches in season one, she's tall, uh, really strong woman. And I'm trying to remember how she talks about it. But I guess like, there was something about owning the room and like her fear of that. And... <laughs> She would like go into the bathroom or something and stare in the mirror and just get like as tall and as big as she could get and then go into the room and be like, no, like I am tall. I'm a presence. Like I'm going to go in here and I'm going to own this fucking place, you know? And, and, uh, it was like that, that was like that little cue, <laughs> like physical cue of going in there and just being like, Wah! that would get her to go in there and just own the room. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Fuck it. You know, except like, and it's interesting I was about to say accept it. And this comes up a lot. You know, a couple of uh, years ago, I, I really started looking at this um, behavior change theory called ACT. And it was um, acceptance commitment therapy or is it therapy or theory. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, essentially it's like, well, let's no longer just like, it's, it kind of goes into what we we're just saying. Like, right? I don't want to constantly uh, qualify something as good or bad or, whatever it is, like, let's just accept it is what it is. And, and then commit to creating a plan to, to move forward or, or if it is something you don't want to do, change it. Right. Um, and that takes courage. And that takes courage. And it was interesting. I know we're kind of skipping around days, but let me find out what day this was. I don't think it's well, day. Well, the next one's vulnerability. Are you there? Yeah. It wasn't vulnerability. I think it was the following, uh, Self-compassion. Living authentically. Okay, so I was day fifteen, where I was. I was just about to jump to day fifteen, but let's go to. Let's go to. We can. Well, it's just interesting because when we talk about, when we look at this day, right? Today we'll focus on practice self-compassion. Being authentic also means being kind to ourselves, especially in moments of self-doubt or struggle. Self-compassion involves treating ourselves with the same warmth, kindness, and understanding that we would offer a dear friend. And how do you typically react when you make a mistake or face a challenge? And so first off, like when I, if we're, if we're going into this one, like when I make a mistake, like I'm, I'm the, the overthinking ruminator type of person. Like, uh, 
I'll just play out the mistake over and over again and then just keep thinking about how other people are perceiving this mistake. You wake up in the middle of the night? I'll wake up in the middle of the night. But here's the, and, and, and all day, all day. But the other part of that is like, so it used to drive me crazy that yeah. that's how I was. And I need to change it. Like, you know, I never want to tell you, like, here's the things you can do to change it. And then I got to the point where I said, that's just how I do it. And I know that I do that for a certain amount of time. And then it completely disappears. It's gone. Like, it might be a day, it might be two days of just driving myself nuts. But it'll, and then it fades and it's gone. I've thought about it. I've gone through it. I've played out every single way that it could have gone down, how it went down, what people could be thinking. And I've just accepted to some extent, like, this is it, man. This is just how my brain brain works with this stuff. And like, why fight it? Because then when I fight it, I'm trying to fight something that is the way that it works. Then I'm getting disappointed because it's not going the way I wanted to. And I feel worse about myself. And I've gotten to the point where I'm like, this is just it. Like, just, just do it, get it over with and move on. Like, that's my plan. Like, it's like, it's like the, I've accepted that that's how it goes. I've committed to just letting it take its course. And then I would just move on with it. And it's funny because I started um, the first time I, so I, I started reading this, like I said, a few years ago. And then my first summit up Mount Whitney, it was with, uh, uh, it was with David and Ashley Tittle and, and his wife. Oh, and, so um, and we were on the this part of a trail called the 99 switchbacks. And it's like, I don't know, it goes from like 10,000 to 13,000 feet or something like that. And it's just 99 switchbacks going up and down the face of this. I'm sorry, up this, the face of this mountain. Sounds awful. And we started that day at, at sea level. I, I picked them up from the airport in LA. We drove to Mount Whitney. It was the hottest day of the year. It was the hottest day in 110 years. And yeah, and we were going to leave. We were going to start our hike at like three in the morning and we were at dinner, like eight, eight or nine at night. And we heard them talking about how it was going to be the hottest day in 110 years. And what that meant is our way down the mountain was going to be the hottest part of the day with the least amount of water. So we were like, no, we got to change our plan. So we're like, well, we just need to start as early as we can. We need to be at the checkpoint at midnight. Because you have to, you have to have to have your, you can only start past this one point with your permit after midnight, but you can get to that point before midnight. So we went back and I don't now like ruminating, right? So I'm, I'm thinking about everything. So I don't sleep. I didn't sleep a wink and uh, they're way better than I am. So they got, they probably got an hour, maybe an hour, 45 minutes to an hour of sleep they got. So we really didn't get any sleep. All, all, all three of us and we so we're up 24 hours and now we're tackling the largest the, the the highest peak in the continental united states and we're on the 99 switchbacks and you know we're 12 13,000 feet mind you i started at sea level so like my head hurts my legs hurt I'm like i'm cramping you know we we're at we're like we made this elevation gain in one day. My body has zero time to adapt. There's no adaptation that's going on here. And all I can think about is how bad this sucks. And for a minute, I'm like positive thoughts, right? You know, you got to have this positive mindset. You have to change your thoughts and make them all positive, right? 
And then I finally got to the point where I'm like, fuck that. Like, there's nothing positive. Like, this hurts. It sucks. Like, I'm on these switchbacks. I'm in pain. And I just have to accept it. You know, like, the, yeah, here's like, what I have to do. I just have to tell myself, you know what? This does fucking suck. Like, this hurts. This hurts really bad. I can't breathe. My head hurts. My legs hurt. I'm cramping up. But who cares? Move one step forward. Right. And it was that acceptance to, like, no, don't try to change it. Don't try to, like, sugarcoat it. Don't try to convince yourself that things are great and, like, oh, turn around and look. What a great view. Like, no, right now you're in a lot of pain. Accept yeah. that you're in a lot of pain. Be okay with that you're in a lot of pain right now, right now in this yeah. moment. Don't have to change that because you're not going to change it and just move forward. Yeah. And then you can get to the point where, you know, you get up the switchbacks and now you're getting these like little window areas where you can enjoy these views and enjoy being up there. But when you're in that moment of just shit, just like there is this thing of just like, just accept it. And if you can accept it, well, you're freeing up some headspace there. Now you can just move forward. Yeah. And I, uh, I thought about that quite a bit, you know, on that hike afterward. They even wrote something. I wrote this long thing. I never put it anywhere, but I wrote this long thing about that experience because there was something you really did? Yeah, I don't know where it is. I think you... it's in my notes. But it, uh, there was something about that because, you know, I really I read this. I, I kind of studied this, this theory for a while. And then I was like, wow, I really like without really realizing it, put that into action. And it's that that really helped me just move forward and get through this thing and get to the point where I could enjoy it because right then I wasn't, but it was okay. It's like, I didn't have to at that point. And okay. So, so, so tell, tell me about the steps again. The act, the the so acceptance, it? it's acceptance and then commitment, right? So in that particular moment, accept that it sucked and just commit to moving forward. There was no change. Don't change. Like I don't have to change anything right now. It doesn't have to yeah, be yeah, changed, yeah. you right. know? Like, yeah, just accept that it sucks and like commit to a path forward. Like you don't have to, everything doesn't have to change right this moment, you know? And I think that's like, you know, like you can think about many points in life where it's like, you know what, things really suck right now. And I'm not going to make any like massive, profound changes right in this moment. So just like, you know, trying to put all this energy into thinking through this and like changing things right now may not make sense. Maybe it's more, let's accept where I am right now and then create a plan and commit to a plan to move forward. And let's put my energy into that plan. You know, I, I love that. You know what? It also, it also, that helps to me. It seems that it would help me take responsibility for the things I can control and let go of the stuff that I cannot control. Like you cannot that's, control that's right. the elevation or the lack of water or anything at that moment. The only thing you have control over is your attitude. That's right. The acceptance of it, how sh however shitty it is or hard it is, and then committing to seeing it through and whatever yep. that means. Yep. I mean, that's it. And you know, it's, it is, it is something it's like, I don't know. The theory just really made a lot of sense to me. Uh, and now I can see it being applied. And that was the other point of this is we started, I started going through these other days. So say like day 15 and, and all of a sudden like this, this idea of acceptance, like acceptance and then coming yeah. up with a solution, acceptance and then coming up with like a path has something that is all of a sudden started to, okay. My point to all this too is as I, <laughs> I know it's this long, but as I was going through all this, 
this idea of it's actually changed my like my answers just a little bit because they were all like based off of act but I, I didn't really put um I didn't put it into my answers yet right but in one way or another that's what I was describing through multiple questions and prompts here so I was like oh man like here it is again like all of a sudden this thing is like popped back up and then it made me it reminded me of Mount Whitney and then I put Mount Whitney into one of my answers like this idea of it but yeah I mean I think it's like you know doesn't have to be good or bad it can just be accepting it as it is and committing to as it is moving forward and getting on the path that you want to be on I think we will get rid of so much suffering if we approach life and things that happen to us in that way. This is not good or bad. It just is. Just is. Yeah. This is just how it is. Um, well, for me, for day 15, it was all about shame. I mean, I'm the queen of shaming myself for sure. I um, I could give lessons in how to shame yourself. I could, <laughs> Anybody wants to know. Like literally, probably. Yeah. It's probably the thing I do most. But um, the last one was, and I know you didn't do this, but it was a letter to your younger self. And I had actually written, it's okay. I, I had actually written at the beginning of the year, I had, or the, no, actually like last year sometime, I got asked to do a talk to a group of teenage girls. Hmm. And I was asked to, yeah, to talk about my experience of having an eating disorder and being in the modeling industry and my, like, in incredibly low self-worth and just hatred of myself and my body and everything. And wow. um, for that, I powerful decided talk. that I, the what? That's a powerful talk. Like that's. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was, awesome. it was, it was, they, and they were so, they were so cute. I mean, it was this group of 13 year old girls and the questions that they asked afterwards was so. Was it part of a school or a group or um, like what? Part of like a charity league thing, mm. which I don't cool. understand. It's a thing that you guys do in the United States. I um, mm. I don't know. But anyway, part of this talk, I decided that I was going to write 10 things I wish I knew when I was younger to myself. And um, when we went, when this these questions came up, I was like, oh, my God, I wrote this. I went back to it. And it was so interesting because this is what I what I wrote. Obviously, I'm going to read it to you. So, um, so the whole thing was entitled, we are so beautiful, right? Because I think that so many of us struggle with that, especially young girls and young women and, um, you know, just yeah, for sure. with, society, with social media and everything. It's, it's hard to it's remember yeah. that who we are is enough. Yeah, yeah. And so 10 things I wish I knew when I was younger, listen to this. Number one, be authentic. There is no one quite like you. True beauty comes from within. It starts with the way you think about yourself and the world. Your thoughts become your reality, so choose them wisely. Number two, the most important relationship you will have is with yourself. Never compromise that for anyone. Don't abandon your hopes, dreams, and passions for anyone, especially not a romantic relationship. Number three, anxiety is the internal compass guiding you towards what is right and wrong. Listen to yourself. Your intuition never lies. Number four, there's no institution greater than the family, whether there are blood relatives or friends that have become like family. Be very selective of who you choose to spend your time with. Community is key. Five, surround yourself with people that nurture and nourish and want to see you grow. Be that person for others as well. Six, pay attention to every aspect that makes you human. Take care of your body, mind, and spirit. 
Self-discipline is key. Nourish yourself with healthy food and make exercise a priority. Seven, don't shrink back and make yourself small for anyone. Take opportunities, say yes to invitations and live life fully. Number eight, the only person you need permission from is yourself. Number nine, you are worth so much more than you give yourself credit for. Number 10, dance like nobody's watching, sing like nobody's listening and love like it's never going to hurt. Choose to fully experience every moment of this life, the good and the bad with an open heart. I mean, you essentially like went through these exercises in that letter. And I'm like, that's, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. And I wrote it like, I mean, obviously everything that we do and we teach and we talk about is based on our personal experience. Mm. And, um, it's just interesting to see these themes kind of repeating themselves over and over again in, um, and, yeah, and, and then do, seeing yeah. how I'm moving and cementing them in my life. You know, it's not just me talking it, it's actually happening. Well, I, that's what I was going to say is like, well, these, these themes, yeah, they do pop up over and over and over again for reasons like, well, maybe we should pay closer attention to them and put a little bit of time and focus on them. Right. Cause they mean they're, they're obviously meaningful. Otherwise, you wouldn't yeah. talk about them over and over, right? You know, you, yeah. me, the Groyle, you, everyone else out there. Like, you're going to notice in these 21 days that there are things that just tend to show up more than others and key into that, you know, and figure out why. Microscope to that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, um so. There- what are we yeah there's more right there's more to uh what else do we have? day 15 had a few uh how does your self-talk impact your self-esteem and self-worth think of a time when you showed kindness and compassion to a friend who was struggling how can you p- apply that same level of compassion to yourself all right so wait self- here's the one thing here yeah. what are the three things you appreciate about yourself Oh, you, did you just write three words? <laughs> I gave a little definition or a little little information for each one. You're growing as a human. I did. I did. I, I didn't. I wasn't so robotic with it, uh, but I didn't give a lot. So, but it's small steps, baby steps. You know. Okay, tell me, tell me. No, I love it. So I do. I think so. Okay, one thing. One one of them is um, I do feel that. I'm resilient. Um, I feel like in life, there I have been provided, or I've experienced, maybe I should say, uh, quite a few adverse events, and I think I've done pretty well in not letting those things completely ruin me. And I do think they have the potential. Um, so. I think for me, I, I think about that and I'm like, well, I can take this forward into daily life, right? And look at those daily problems really for what they are. And it's kind of like that acceptance commitment, right? Like I look at these things daily and just have some level of acceptance. Don't let them ruin my day. And just come up with a plan to improve, you know? I mean, and that's what I did when these major events happened um and it's worked to some extent right like you know you can always do better but 
I think I can carry that stuff forward in, in a day-to-day and not have to only do that when massive things happen. Um, uh, you know, I've had this caring is the other one, and I've had this this goal to help others in one way or another for a long time. Like since, since well, I mean, that's why I went to school originally. You know, my first, the, the reason why I went to get a, bachelor's in exercise physiology originally was because I wanted to work in cardiac rehab and work with people who had heart attacks to get them back on. Yeah. So then, you know, I started, I got into CrossFit and and then I wanted to do research and then um, I'm going to get my master's in public health because I wanted to try to figure out ways to make differences on a broader level so i spent so many years which was great and i enjoyed every minute of it working with either one person at a time or small groups and trying to improve their lives um and then the public health degree was something i was trying to do to make a broader impact so caring but i think taking that forward it's like why you know i think providing the same level of care for myself as i want to do for others would be would be good and then um I think the other one that was interesting is that is being capable. You know, like I think you're so much more than just capable. But anyway, let me hear but, you. But out. what I mean by that is like, well, yeah, but giving myself credit for capability, right? So I have done some pretty cool things in competition and fitness and all that stuff that have proven to some extent that I am capable. Um, and then in ac- the academic sense, right? Like going after things and while working full time and raising kids, still getting, I'm on my third master's. So still being able to, you know, accomplish those things and capable of doing that. But then, you know, also taking this kind of academic and physical capability and saying, well, I'm more than that, more than just, that like I'm capable of a lot of other things as well. Like this, the same approach that I've taken to be physically capable or academically capable, I can apply to other areas of my life. This level of capability because I can do it, you know. And I've, I've shown that I can do it in these other in, in in couple areas. I know I can do it in other ones as well. So those are my three. I love that. Those yeah. are great. Those are beautiful. <laughs> I think you're more than capable, though. I feel like you maybe need to redefine that word. It's such a maybe. boring word. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure out a better word for it. It's the first one that popped in, you know, and I I didn't well, try, I mean, try not I, to overthink it. <laughs> well, I always want to make everything sparkly, you know? <laughs> I know. And my, like, you know what's funny? Is, I might have said this, but my entire academic career from being a child, like I was always told I didn't write well at all. And what? Until, until I got into my master's, my initial master's and my exercise physiology master's, and where I wrote a bunch of manuscripts and more scientific writing, and I excelled. Like, they loved it, loved it, because it was so dry and to the point, which is exactly what you're supposed to do for scientific writing, is like, you don't need to fluff everything up. People just need to know what you're doing, how you're doing it, how they can replicate it. And that's what they need to know. There's no, you don't have to fluff everything up. Right. So I was like writing manuscripts all the time because I was great at it. 
great. I <laughs> love like, that. I've figured, I've figured out like how I could be a good writer. Just write about <laughs> science. <laughs> you are really, really good at that, though. That's where we are very different. <laughs> I find it so boring. Every day, my son, my youngest son, gets out of the car at school, and I'm like, and he hates this so much. I'm like, Luke, remember what you have to do today? And he's like, don't say it. Don't, don't say it. Don't say it, mom. Do not say it. And I'm like, just as he's about to close the door, because I'm scared he's going to get so pissed off at me. I'm like, remember to sparkle. <laughs> don't say it. At least you're not yelling it out the window as he's walking into like the group of kids, you know? We you sometimes do. I do, yeah. It builds character, I think. Every kid should be embarrassed by their parents. Like that's I know. the job of a parent. 100%. My- We're all going through it. Like it's part of the process. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wait, what were we on? What question? The three the things. things yeah. I'll tell you what mine is. Yeah. Obviously. Mine had nothing to do with work or earning money whatsoever. It was nothing related to that. Mine was um, my sense of fun and adventure. So I remained curious about myself and life. My love for dance, dance anytime, anywhere to shift the energy. And I promise you, I've been to two festivals over the last two weekends. I was going to say, you've been dancing like crazy. And I just danced. And I found people to dance with me who danced the same kind of dancing. And it was fucking amazing. Like, I had the best time. You have a style. You have a style. You You have a dancing style? I have a dancing style. You have a dancing style as well, by the way. It's like... You're actually a really good dancer. I watched you dance. Thank you. We can have a dance off one day. All right. Um, and then my love for others and the ability to see the beauty in anyone I connect with um on a deep and meaning in a deep and meaningful way. I make a point of making others feel seen and special. That is so important to me, is um making people feel special and seen. And I think the yeah, thing that I really want to well do is help people fall in love with themselves. Like that's what yeah. I want to do. That's my mission. Gosh, I mean, you know, it's one of those things too, where, I mean, it's, what a great mission because people have a hard time with that. I think we're set up to have a hard time with that. Like we're just set up to not speak well about ourselves. Right. Cause it sounds egotistical, you know, all those things. It's like, well, it, it's more socially acceptable to be self deprecating than actually talking about your self-worth right like yes. it just is it's more socially acceptable to talk bad about yourself than good about yes. yourself you shitty about yourself and then imagine that like so if every day you feel like it's more socially acceptable to talk bad about yourself like do you end up just believing that shit at some point like i don't you know what i mean like i don't know 100%. that's exactly it like and being in this culture of comparing and um you know just like always falling short always falling short right so i look at the the images on social media and i look at how what people are achieving and i'm like i'm not there i'm never going to be there like i i don't oh, i actually don't feel like this but i'm talking about what it must feel like totally to, to, to do that but i think this living authentically challenge is about making people fall in love with themselves 100 yeah i agree i agree so, i think we did a great job I think we are. I think. Yeah. I started dating myself. I told you this. 
yeah. this challenge, this living authentically challenge has been, been about dating myself. And I posted something the other day and it was, it was a meme and it was like, would you date yourself? And the answer was, yeah, I would stand with a boom box outside my window. I did see that. It was great. <laughs> uh, it just brought me back to like some kind of eighties movie too. Like I just went back into the, the like, can't buy me love um, or something. Oh yeah, the, those oh, those movies they were so good. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, we're coming to the end of our recording time. Yeah, we, I think this was planning? good. No, it was, was you know we end up talking for a, quite a bit of time. One thing we'll we'll completely go over if we open up one more thing, but we we will, should be able to. What day was that? So that was we did up to day fifteen. Yeah, so maybe we have two more left on this one. So maybe maybe yeah. we can wrap it up in one, but I don't want to push, you know, we don't no, have to. No, we'll do more, and we will record a little bit more frequently as well. 100%. If Mike has, if Mike has time. <laughs> I have time. Busy one in the duo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop recording now. Perfect. <laughs>